This is Anshu Bahanda on Wellness Curated. Thanks for joining me on this podcast. My mission is to empower you with health and wellness so that you can then go and empower others. Welcome, Anand. And just to give you all a bit of background about Anand, Anand is a success coach and he works on mental and emotional fitness. And he's worked with all kinds of age groups. But what I have seen him with, which I was very impressed with because I saw results right there, I've seen him work with the youth. But having said that, he's worked with, I know you've done a lot of work with the Indian cricket team. I know you worked with Joss Butler. You worked with people like Forrest Whitaker. I mean, there's a whole host of celebrities. I mean, you could go on and on and on. But Anand, tell us a little bit. Welcome yes. to the chat and tell us a little bit about what you do and how you help people. Well, my main thing in life is, is to help people become successful and happy. If I, if I summarize it, that's what it is. Um, I hate the term life coach because I right. believe it's, it's a soft term that, no, you know, and to me, life is the best coach. And there are a lot of people in my industry who present themselves as life coaches. But the question you should always ask any life coach is two questions. Are they congruent in what they say? So if they're talking about health and they're a health coach, are they healthy themselves? Right. right. The success coach, have they achieved success? Right. Um, and do they get results? Because right. that's what you're ultimately going there for. You're not going there for some nice warm bath. You're going there for results and tangible impact. And that's why I also hate the term motivation speaker because you feel good for an hour and then you forget an hour later. I believe in right. activating people and I believe in, instead of motivating and I believe in, ter in terms of helping people be successful in life and also happy because I think we've been taught to kind of go for success and that success guarantees happiness. But right. if that was true, then, you know, there, there are many who we know, Michael Phelps, the most decorated Olympic athlete, wouldn't have been depressed in you know, that kind of state, despite winning all these gold medals. You know, the people, we, we see so many Hollywood celebrities who've taken their life, who've achieved everything. And Bollywood as well, and CEOs. So, you know, success does not guarantee happiness. And this path of what I call the achiever, we've all been taught on. My work is really about sustaining happiness and right. sustaining success, which is what I call the path of the champion. So that's right. what I teach, and my mission is to help one billion people be on the champion path, whether they be in there as young, and my passion, as you know, as you said, as youth and young people. Um, but I haven't given up on the old people too. Uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I totally believe I know, it. if you sort out the old people, then the young people that they bring up will be good too. Absolutely. And for me, when the old people think they're old people, actually they realize they're young people. My grandmother's 83 years old and learning French at the age of 83. So, wow. and, and, and went through cancer, you know, last two years. So oh people can, can shift in their mindset in terms of things, but okay. it's to help people. And I've worked with now about half a million people. My goal is 1 billion. So wow. I'm honored to be on this program with you today and to help people find the path of being champion and to answer any questions uh, to support people be mentally and emotionally fit and strong during a time like this. So you, you've got a big task ahead of you. One billion people. Wow. Okay. Yes. So I, I have, so I will start with the few questions that I had, which I've amalgamated from what people have said to me over the past months and what I've heard from a lot of young people. So, you know, in these times of extreme uncertainty. Yes. And a lot of kids had online learning and then they had exams. Yes. And 
one, the exams are very stressful. Yes. You know, to do it after online learning because we're all used to a different kind of learning. And then secondly, the results haven't, you've, you've heard, there's been so much chaos about results. How, please talk about this and tell us, how can we go about that, helping them? In, in, term, in terms of how to be engaged online or in terms of how to maximize results in a time like so this? How, first, the first thing is, how do these young people cope with what's going on? In, you know, that's the most important thing. They're just not being able, a lot of them are not being able to get their head around what's going on. Well, I, I think that's the challenge is trying to get your head around it because your, mm -hmm. head will be, your head will be confused. Don't get your head around it, get your heart around it. Uh, and that's the first thing I would say is right now you're stressed because your mind is going nuts because you can't visualize your future because everyone's telling you what the future is because everyone's addicted to TV or to some sort of media. And the media is telling us how to feel. I watch uh, the news for, I, I make sure I've got a diet of the news for 15, 20 minutes a day, max. And I only go there to collect information. I don't go there to collect fear. Because okay. you can go there and, you, and your mind can be pulled and you can be sucked into, oh my God, this is happening in the world and that's happening in, in Lebanon. That's happening in the US. That's happening in India and COVID's happening. And it can feel overwhelming and stressed. Yes. Now, yes. can I go to the US right now, Anand Shivani, can I go to the US right now and change and, and create equality for people that I can't. I'm in the UK, I'm not there. I can support, I can add value. I can, all the things I can. Can I influence Donald Trump? Well, I don't know him personally. If I knew him, I could influence him. But by the sounds of it, I don't think many people can influence Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. So the only person who can influence him is him. If I get caught up in all that, I'll be stressed. Focus on your world because that's the only thing you can control. Your emotional world, your mental world, your physical world, your spiritual world. And instead of, the biggest tip I would say for young people would be instead of looking for reason why you're stressed right now is because you can't see your future, which means you're feeling uncertain. One of the ways to create certainty is to have a vision. Mm -hmm. And right now, what I always tell people is, you know, get off television and start right. telling yourself a vision. Wow. Right? Start okay. telling yourself a vision of what your life is going to look like beyond all this. You know, you okay. can, the mind is so powerful and if you direct it, mm -hmm. you know, I'm sorry, but, but governments do not direct my mind. Governments, or pe people don't, the, the disease is not going to direct my mind. I control my mind. Okay. I'm in charge of that. I'm going to okay. be aware of what's going on and be aware of all the things that happen. I'm going to take precautions. But okay. the dis-ease between people are feeling right now is the disease between not being at ease with themselves. Right. That's the one disease we can be at ease with. We can okay. be at peace with our mind and our heart and align ourselves and go, okay, let me take this time to reflect. Let me not live in self-isolation, but let me use this time for self-growth. Okay. Let me use this time for self-love. Let me use this time for self-reflection and use this opportunity as a time to become more of who I am instead of less than who I, who I am. And one of the ways is to create a compelling vision beyond this you know, the, the brain does not know the difference between what you imagine and what you experience. That's why dreams feel so real. There's something called the reticular activating system that right. literally it makes us feel like we're, it's so real. You can right. wake up every day and feel that sense of reality. When I work with, I work with a, a tennis player who once uh, won Wimbledon, and right. the person, I asked that person, I said, what was it like to win Wimbledon? And the person said to me, well, I, what do you mean? I've been winning Wimbledon since I was four years old. Wow. 
So, so you can win it in your mind. That? And I, that's, sorry, last thing. How do you get Tell people young... to win this in their mind right now. I can't see my future, but I can win my mind in my, win my future in my mind right now. Okay. So would you suggest people visualize the vision? Would you suggest they make a vision board? How do you suggest they go about doing that? What did you have for breakfast today? I actually did eat breakfast. I don't eat breakfast. Okay. What did you do last weekend? What did I do last weekend? Yes. I was out with, I was in Greece last weekend. What did you eat for dinner two days ago? Um, Perfect. In, I asked this question so I could find out the way you learn. Now, okay. there are three ways of learning. Seeing, hearing, and doing. If okay. I'm a visual person, right. visualizing my future is the most powerful way. Okay. If I'm an auditory person hearing the sounds of my future okay right what is that sound going to be like when i graduate from college right. Right. what's the sound going to be like when i come when i come home with my first paycheck and my mom and dad says i'm proud of you right right what's right. that sound that's going to pull me to my future and if i'm kinesthetic what's the feeling i'm going to have in my body what am i going to feel i'm going to feel joy i'm going to feel excitement right. so depending on your way of learning Connect yourself. And if you don't know which one you are, use all three. Okay. Visualize it, hear yes. it, and feel it. Okay. And then you'll connect to it and you go, that's real now. Okay. So visualize it, hear it, and feel it. Absolutely. Feel and, it. and knowing these three is important because, for example, when it comes to relationships, we all, we all get this messed up, right? If you're right. a visual person, you're a visual person and your partner's visual, talking to them on the phone is a waste of time. Get on FaceTime. Right. It won't connect. Right? Okay. Talk on the okay. phone, they will be emotionally connected to you. Okay. If you're auditory, then telling your partner, I love you, means, mm -hmm. means, means much more. So it's the same thing. Even for okay. ourselves emotionally, if I'm an auditory person, what are the things I'm telling myself every day? If I'm a visual person, what are the pictures I'm creating in my mind every day? Are the pictures making me feel good? Or the pictures making me feel bad? Are there pictures of worry and tension and fear? Or the right. pictures of strength and faith and courage and inspiration. Are this, am I telling myself I'm an idiot? Am I telling myself I'm worried? Am I telling myself I could fail? Or am I telling myself I've got this? I'll find a way. I can take charge. Okay. I, I may not be able to control my, the event in my life, every event, because some things are out of my control. But okay. I can always control my experience of those events. Okay. That's interesting. Okay. So how you react to an event you can control. Absolutely. I, I call it responsibility. Not responsibility, responsibility. Right. Right. The ability to respond to something. You know, and one of the things I, I, I get told all the time, I, I did a session for CEOs today. Right. And people tell me, all the CEOs tell me, hey, my wife or my daughter is so emotional. How do I control that? And I look at them and I say, you're an idiot. If you, every human being is emotional. The stock market is emotional. Emotions are part of life. Our goal is not to not be emotional. Our goal is to decide what emotions we want to live in. I don't right. care what size of your house is. If you have a farmhouse in Delhi, if you live in stress and fear every day, that's yeah. the house you live yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. The, the emotion you feel is the home you live in. The emotion you feel is the car you drive in. Right. And if we can choose the emotion, if we can respond to events from the right emotion, or the, a better emotion or an empowering emotion. For someone, that's passion. For another person, the right emotion is calm. For another person, right. it's peace. For another person, right. it's faith. 
We all have different ones that are the right home for us. Choose the right emotional home and therefore respond from that place. But that doesn't mean don't have fear. But that means be honest with yourself and go, okay, what am I feeling now? I'm feeling fear. I'm feeling Mm -hmm. stress. Okay, let me be honest and not just pretend I'm positive. (laughs) Be honest, Mm. be real, I'm a human being. And then say, okay, I'm feeling worry, I'm feeling stress. Is worrying stress going to help me move forward right now? Decide. Hmm, Mm -hmm. I don't think so. What would be a better emotion to respond to the situation with? Okay, let me come from um, courage or determination or greater commitment to my vision or passion or creativity to find a solution. What's the emotion I want to choose? Be honest with your emotion and then find the one that's the right one it's not the right one, not perfect one, but the one that's authentic, real, and going to help you and move you forward to what you want in your life. Okay. Fear and stress will only move us back. Okay. So I'm going to apply this to what was going to be my next question. So, sure. <laughs> and then let's, let's see if we can give people a, a concrete tool to work with. No problem. So my next question to you was going to be that, you know, that a number of college-going youth, one don't know if they're going to be going back to college yet. So there is uncertainty. So you're working with uncertainty. Yes. Can you tell me very now how should they exactly how should they be coping with it? Well, I think realize one thing: uncertainty is not a thing to be scared of. Mm-hmm. Uncertainty is actually one of what we have six needs. Uncertainty is actually one of our needs. And interesting. The more uncertainty, because let me tell you something: how many people like surprises? A lot like of surprises. We all like we love surprises. surprises, right? So we love uncertainty. The uncertainty we like, we call surprises. The uncertainty we don't like, we call problems. Uh-huh. Right? But uncertainty uh-huh. is actually where we grow the most. There's a great book called The Talent Code that calls about, talks about the, the, the things about how to, be, how to maximize talent in life. Mm-hmm. And one of the things is what's called deep practice. So just practicing is one thing. But the ability to practice in situations where there's uncertainty. That's why cricket matches, those sports matches are so powerful, right? I can hit 100 balls in the nets, but me going out there and hitting that ball when the, when the, when the pressure's on, the lights are on, that's deep practice. So mm-hmm. we shouldn't be scared of uncertainty. In fact, we can look at it and go, opportunity to get deep practice. Okay. Opportunity to use my courage, not in theory, but in reality. Opportunity okay. to, use, to use my resourcefulness in, in reality, right? And okay. uncertainty is actually where we grow the most. If life is too certain, we may feel comfortable. But I'll tell you, the biggest, is, the biggest challenge is, is comfort. We may uh-huh. want comfort, but, but that's what we don't grow in comfort. The, okay. Our goal in life is to create certainty where there's uncertainty. Okay. That's what being a leader is. Leading my ship leadership when there's tough times being able to say to myself there's uncertainty around me but i got to create that and let me tell you something if you're a mother on this or father on this thing you you don't uncertainty having a child is uncertain Mm -hmm. there's no rule book if you started a business there's uncertainty if you've gone to high school there's uncertainty you've dealt with uncertainty in your life don't forget that you've got tools and experiences for handling it what worked then could work now You just have to bring in that mindset. If your mindset before under uncertainty was, I've got this, you need to be conditioning that mindset every day. 
Right, right. The success okay. of our life actually sometimes leaves clues. Okay. So go back to moments where you felt certain and pull, who was that person that felt, who was that person that handled uncertainty? Okay. How do they stand? How do they breathe? What do they believe? Be that person right now. That's not a person from your past. That person is in you. Activate that person now and step into your inner certainty to handle the external certainty. Okay. So Anand, so what about when the uncertainty is quite negative in terms yes. of job, the job situation for the youth? Some of them have lost their jobs. Yes. Some of them have been told, you know, we're not hiring people who had kind of had jobs. Yes. Well, I've now told that you don't have jobs. Yes. So can you give them some tools to cope with it? And this is not just the youth. This is across the board. So many people are losing jobs. Yes. There's three words that, well, few words that cause people pain. And right. one of the words in the world is loss. Anytime we right. feel like we're losing something, right. I'm losing my health. I'm right. losing a relative. I'm right. losing a job. I'm losing an opportunity. Sense of loss is what creates stress. Right. What if you look at abundance? What if you shift to that mindset? What am I gaining? Okay, right. I may have lost my job, but maybe it's a chance to step back and say, is that the right job for me? Is that right. what I really want to do in life? Am I a human doing just following this pattern here? Or is happiness more important than success? I can reevaluate my values and then make a different choice. The okay. other thing I would say to people is in a world that's already so uncertain where there's artificial intelligence coming in, so many different pieces are happening. The biggest thing I'd give the young people is one simple thing, become a learning machine. Okay. Don't, in fact, any young person that's, that studies is doing the wrong thing. Stop studying, all of you. Stop studying okay. and, and fall in love with You learning. know the mothers on this chat must be freaking out right now. Let me, let, before they have a panic attack, let me stop this. I don't right. want you to stop. Let me be clear. Stop studying, but fall in love with learning. So the okay. second part of my sentence is, is critically important. Not to stop studying, it's just I'm capturing information, just regurgitating and throw it out. Yeah. No, absolutely. No, fall in love with learning. Yeah. Become yeah. a lifelong learner. Don't right. just say school or college, make a commitment to learning in life because the more you're committed to learning, the more you're going to grow. The more you're going to grow, there's more value to you. The more value to you, the more you can contribute. The more you can contribute, the more valuable you are to an organization, to a business, to anything in life. Continuously yeah. learn. I don't care how good you are. I don't care how many degrees you have. Continuously find a way to learn and be the best you can be. And there's no end. You know, people, right. people always told me the three types of clients that I have. One client is a client who is, uh, has issues but doesn't think they have one. The okay. second is someone who's going through a difficult time and comes to you and I'm here to help you. If you're going through anxiety, you're going through stress, you're going through depression, happy to coach you, happy to help yeah. you, happy to support you through that. I can, right. I can turn this around in a matter of hours. The third client is someone who's just always looking to grow. You know, I had someone come to me once in the IPL, um, and say to me, I've got a dream. And I said, what's your dream? And they told me their dream. And they said, I'm going to be in a certain position in three years from now. Now, they were decades away from that position. Right. But they knew it. They said, and they came to me at midnight and said, I want to play for my country. I want to do this. And they weren't even playing for the domestic team. <laughs> but they wow. had that vision. And at right. midnight, I woke up. I went down to the lobby of the Taj Hotel in Bombay. And I spent three hours with that person. And they achieved their goal two years later. Wow. But I say that to you because 
hunger to grow is the most powerful resource right now, young people. Anyone who's young, any person, hunger to grow, a desire to be a learning machine. Because if I do that, my value in the world is continuously going up. Don't, I'm sorry, your self-worth should not be based on your achievements, should not be based on the size of your home, should not be based on your grade point average. Your mm -hmm. self-worth should be based on your growth. Growth that's, is self-worth. If I'm continuously growing, point. that's my self-worth. Not what I achieve, but continuously adding worth to myself. That's a very good point. Self, your great, yeah, yeah, because... Very often, that's one of the major issues. Very often, people are so stressed yes. because they haven't got the right grades. Their kids haven't got the right grade. It's all about getting into a college or getting that job with a McKinsey or ticking that box. Absolutely. Look, I went to Harrow School. I got a, a B, D, and an E in my A-levels. Right? I was rejected from every university there was in England. Even mm -hmm. polytechnics, I was rejected from every university in America. Mm -hmm. I got 1,100 my SATs. But I, in my essays, I opened up and I was authentic and I was real and I, in my interviews well. And I got into Georgetown and I wow. graduated from Georgetown four years later, three degrees, history, English and psychology, all with honors, national history honors. And I wow. went from a kid that was, got a D in history A-level right. to honors history and national Amazing. history honors. And it wasn't that I became smarter. It's that but in school, in high school, in Harrow, I was focused on studying. At Georgetown, I was focused on learning. And I had the Amazing. right environment around me. And right. I, so I had 120 credits to graduate from Georgetown. I ended up doing 150 credits. I just wanted to learn. Every opportunity to learn, that passion, that hunger. Today, that's with me today. I'm in my 40s today, 20-something years from Georgetown. I've got a collection of over, over 1,000 books. Every single day, I'm, even though I'm a coach, I'm listening to podcasts, I'm listening something to feed my mind so mm. I can be more of who I am so I can serve this world. Amazing. That's an amazing. So Anand, I will open up to the audience, but my sure. last question to you and, uh, is what advice would you give the young people today? I know you've given them lots of lovely advice, but is there anything you want to say before we let them ask you questions? Sure. If you're looking for a perfect life, it won't happen. Instead of a perfect life, go for an authentic life. Don't, instead of chasing success, be happy with yourself. Feeling mm -hmm. secure in who you are is the most powerful thing that's there. If you're emotionally secure, you can create financial security. There are a lot of people who are, not who are financially secure, but not emotionally secure and stressed about losing their money. Make mm -hmm. being secure with yourself the foundation of success. Don't think when I achieve my goal, I'll feel secure. Use security with yourself as the foundation, as the platform to go for that success, to go for that dream. Okay. And, you know, there's one thing which really resonated with a lot of people. I told them because you said that to me um, yes. when you were talking. And you said that no one should be on medication. And that really resonated with me. You said you can take them off it. Yes. So, I mean, have you done that in the past? Have you helped people come off their anxiety, depression, medication? Absolutely. I've done over 200 suicide turnarounds. Um, and with oh the grace of God, God, we haven't lost anyone. and We won't lose anyone. Uh, I've worked with over 1,000, maybe 2,000 right now, depression cases. Um, and 
I can can't There's someone I work with at the beginning of COVID, and when I work with this person, uh, this person was on three sorts of medication, diagnosed by the by the, the psychologist and psychiatrist, and um, three forms of medication was depressed apparently clinically, mm -hmm. uh, and I'm a therapist and I'm a coach, so I'm both, and okay. I literally work with this person. And I asked them, I first asked them, I said, how are you feeling in terms of depression? Where are you? Zero to 10. Mm -hmm. They said I'm at nine, eight, nine. Wow. Uh, I messaged them last week. This is now about a month or two months. I speak to them every week for the last two months. I said, where is depression? They said, what depression? There's no depression. Wow. In fact, they've gone from three medications down to one. And in the next week or two, they'll be off that too. Wow. So we can turn it around. The, the challenge of psychologists and psychiatrists, I've got, I, have respect for my, my peers in this industry, but the challenge is psychologists and psychiatrists are trying to diagnose a condition. So they're looking at you and they're looking at, at patterns and then saying, what's the condition? My focus is not the condition. My focus is you. You're not broken. They're just patterns you're running that if you're aware of those patterns, we can turn around those patterns. You're not a statistic. You're not a diagnosis. You're your spirit and your heart is greater than any diagnosis anyone can give you. And if you realize that, you can shift everything. A friend of mine, dear friend of mine, 17-year-old kid, born with 49 fractures. Oh my. At the age of 15, 134 fractures in a wheelchair. People don't oh. think you can achieve things in life. Amazing kid. He's got over a million followers now on YouTube. He's an Indian boy, singer and a rapper. Wow. And he just told me the other day, I interviewed him for my podcast, the guy has a, a six pack. Now the guy's in a wheelchair. How is the guy in a wheelchair wow. have a six pack of abs, wow. right? But that's the thing. He refuses to believe that anything you tell, science will tell, science will, will diagnose and science is fantastic, but science does not take into, take into account the human spirit. Hmm. It doesn't take into account the human emotion. It doesn't take into account who you are and you are beyond any diagnosis. Depression is not the cause, it's the symptom. And a lot of time depression is there because there are certain things you're not doing. You're not loving yourself, so you create depression in your life as a way to connect with yourself. Wow. A happy person and a person driven by self-love will never be depressed. Hurt people will hurt people. Happy person will never hurt someone. We'll never, yeah. Our yeah. goal in life is to create secure people in the world because a secure person can make others feel secure. Right. Very well said, Anand. That was amazing. That's actually, you know, it gives you a lot of comfort because in a place where, you know, my daughter's just graduated from university and she said to me that 80% of the kids there are on medication, anxiety oh medication. God. Oh my God. I'll, I'll help. I'll, I'd love to help her. I'd love to help these, these people. Anyone on this right now who's going through anxiety, of course, please reach out to me, Instagram me, directly message me. I'm happy to help you. Lovely. Very nice. Thank you, Anand. That was an amazing, amazing session. My and pleasure. I will put all your contact details. My Thank pleasure. Thank you so much. My you pleasure. I love you guys. God bless. Lots Please of stay love. in touch. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us. Hope you enjoyed the Wellness Curated podcast. Please subscribe and tell your friends and family about it. And here's to you leading your best life.